Hello, hello, hello. How are you? How you doing? How's it going? Did you miss me? Because I most definitely missed you. If you are confused about where you are, you in the place to be. Welcome to another episode of Vividly Speaking with who else but me, Dr. Vivid. Season two is among us. So you know what? Let's not even wait any longer, baby. Let's jump right into it. Let's go. Oh my goodness. How are ya? How you doing? How's it going? You guys, you all, my folk, my brethren, innovators, welcome to the first episode of season two. Give it up, give it up, clap, 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 clap. We are back for another season of Vividly Speaking. I took a short break because I needed to get some things in order, honey. But I always plan for the first season to be 20 episodes because 20 is one of my favorite numbers. And I said, you know what? How long am I, is my break going to be? How long is my break going to be? And you know what? I responded to myself. Myself said, girl. And I said, huh? And then myself said, you know what? Practice what you preach. Come back when the time is right. So my last episode, we dropped at the end of February. I took break off for March, April, and we're back in time for Mental Health Awareness Month with season two. And you know I'm going hard for you. I have so many things um, scheduled for not this just this month, but this season. And I have so many groups and things I'm going to be announcing You guys, I am bringing back my wellness groups and my wellness sessions, um, the seminars, the webinars. So if you want to head over to drvivid.com, please do. And you can sign up for Parenting While Depressed, which is a workshop for parents and caregivers. Um, We have the Anxiety Fighters Workshop is back. Yeah, yeah. The Cannon Mom check-in is back. Yeah, yeah. We're also introducing new groups. We have the tea about trauma. Mm-hmm. And life after difficult relationships. Navigating your next. And we're going to talk about breakups, childhood trauma, and childhood um relationships that have impacted you in adulthood. We're going to talk about narcissism and manipulative relationships and how you can go on and pursue your the best you, you know? So I'm excited. Are you excited? I miss y'all. I really did. But do you hear how revived and invigorated, <laughs> revitalized, renewed I am? Refreshed. Refreshed. 
refreshed, honey. We all have to take uh, take time for ourselves. Mental health is more than diagnoses, more than medications, more than therapy sessions. It's about creating a lifestyle that makes sense for you. And rest is essential to my lifestyle. And it should be essential to yours. We can't just keep going, 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 going. We'll meet that burnout monster. We won't be as productive as we want to be. We'll mess up and make some mistakes in places that we normally would not. There'll be some oversight. There'll be some sickness and illness on your end too. You have to remember that rest is essential. It is not a luxury. It's not a privilege. It's something that we all need to be our best selves, that we all need to recover in terms of mind, body, and spirit. So go and get the rest that you need. So many things have happened (laughs) and have gone on since the end of last season. But, ooh, child. We're going to talk about all uh, as many things as I feel like we should. Some things don't deserve any more of our energy. And I'm just going to tell y'all that. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I want to know. Like, leave me a DM. Leave me some messages. Leave me some emails. What did you take from last season that you're waiting to jump off on in this season. Now, I'm saying what you learned from last season via, you know, my podcast. What are you going to do with that knowledge, that mental health and wellness knowledge? How are you going to use that to launch into your new season? Let me know. But you know before, you let me know. You know what it's time for, right? Come on, let's just go get into it. Let's go. What's happening? What goes on here? So there have been so many things that have occurred since the last episode and our last what happening, what goes on segment. But you know what we're going to bring it back to? Our first episode of this podcast, we started with Elon Musk. Remember, pay attention to stress and robots, episode one. We're going to come back to your boy, Elon. And I want you guys to know (laughs) that I thought about this for a while, but when I was scrolling Pawn, the heirs to Rihanna's Thrones internet. Um, and you know you got the alert like everyone else. Elon Musk, Elon Musk, you know, $44 billion to purchase Twitter. My what happening, what goes on here has nothing to do with him purchasing Twitter. Go ahead. Do it. My what happening, what goes on here moment. Imagine having $44 billion to spare and living in a country where poverty, clean water, education systems 
all have issues, <laughs> all of these issues, homelessness, and you go, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to buy Twitter. I don't want to be on the board. I'm going to buy the whole company. <laughs> this is my problem with certain wealth brackets, certain levels of rich no, I am not saying that all of your hard work has to be, go out into other charitable causes or you have to be a superhero. That's not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm saying. However, <laughs> doesn't it seem strange to you that your boy, Sir Elon, loves to spend money on things that you know, the everyday person knows about, but won't benefit from in the long run. If Twitter gets shut down today, no more tweeting, but we'll find another way to communicate, which is why you shouldn't put all your eggs into the social media basket. That's another story. You know, he wants to do artificial, artificial intelligence. He wants to... There are all these things. He's going to space. There are all these things that he's doing with his mind-boggling wealth. And I can't help but sit my black ass here and think about all the things that I would do that would serve my people. And that's a special type of privilege to have, you know, to not even have to think about helping certain communities because you're just not connected and before people jump on me and say you don't know what charitable causes and he does this yeah cool but i see a lot of the super mega rich throw money at things that aren't necessarily sustainable or won't create a better world for us i'm not even gonna sit here to lie to you i'll use twitter I love Twitter, but is Twitter creating a better world for us? Is Twitter actively, you know, working to reorganize and restructure and strengthen communities where there are issues of poverty, food deserts, housing crisis? Twitter can't even deal with the diversity of his own company sometimes. So, you know, that might be a little bit too much for them. But I'm just sitting here thinking of what happened. What goes on here when you can be so rich and so wealthy that the literal crises <laughs> that your country is dealing with mean nothing to you let me send some more shit into space that's what i'm gonna do let me build more robots that's what i'm gonna do let me secure a social media platform that's what i'm gonna do and you can say well these are all the ways he makes money yeah but how are you leaving a social emotional legacy that's what i'm interested in leaving and uh, i want my legacy to lend itself to empowering and helping people in a way that they never thought was possible. And with that amount of money, I could do that in so many different ways. 
Y'all, whew, that was a laugh for me. That was a laugh for me. And also, what's happening, what goes on here? I would like to send a special shout out to the mayor of Washington, D.C. Not my mayor, y'all's mayor. I'm, I, I, I'm my own mayor. Muriel Bowser. This city is a gentrified, construction-heavy mess. Due to your contracts, due to all this new building that does not have any benefit to the neighboring communities, any of the eight wards, due to you restructuring the wards, you have, you know, convinced... (laughs) A lot of people in the city that you're doing things to bring money in, but it's not for the people who look like me. It's not for the black and the brown people. It's not for the people who are underserved. It's not for the people who are growing up in any ward outside of, you know, one, two, three. You took away a whole block of a community and you do it on a regular basis. And by taking away that whole block and creating more corporate uh, buildings and luxury apartments and townhouses that none of your residents can afford, you took away hundreds of jobs to construct hundreds of units that won't be filled. Because no one can afford them. Three bedrooms can go anywhere from 3000 to 6000 And that's on a good day here. People are trying to figure out, are they going to pay the light bill? Pay for food for their family? Make sure they have transportation or can they pay rent? What's happening? What goes on here? As the nation's capital, we got to do better. Let's get these people out of here that are culture vultures. Let's get them out. I'm sick of this shit. The only Mario I recognize is Mario from Carriage the Cowley Dog. Return the slab. <laughs> so, as I mentioned... May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And though we should pay attention to our mental health all year round, every day, mm-hmm, you should check in with yourself, all right? Regular basis, consistently. <laughs> like most things in our country, we like to give a month or a week or a day to highlight things that we feel are important. And I love that in the last few years, Mental Health Awareness Month has really been taken seriously. Uh, I feel, you know, I, I get on my soapbox sometimes and I talk to you about when I feel like things related to mental health and wellness become fatty or trendy. And part of me is like, I'm glad we're getting the recognition. And the other part of me is like, oh, cringe. <sighs> the moment is going to fade away. But as far as Mental Health Awareness Month goes... Oh, I'm going to show out for y'all. And there have been so many things in the last few years um, as far as national recognition. And you've seen companies, hospitals, healthcare systems 
corporations really focus on this month. Of course, there's capitalism and commercialism, but, but I want you to focus on the real message here. Again, mental health and wellness is more than a diagnosis, more than a trip to the psychiatrist, a trip to a therapist. It's more than meditation and mindfulness. It is taking time every day to check in with yourself and be honest about how you're feeling. Whether you're feeling stew fucking pendous or you're feeling like if another thing goes on, I swear if the wind blows on me too hard, I am going to sob. (laughs) We've all had those days, right? Mental health awareness means being aware of the things in your life that pour into you, that benefit you, that suit you, and the things that don't. And making time to edit as needed. What do I need more of? What do I need less of in order to feel my best self or in order to give me comfort, in order to make me feel better, in order to make these things easier for me? Mental health awareness also means being incredibly vulnerable and honest when it comes to your struggles, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, substance abuse, gambling issues, impulsivity, a pattern of unhealthy relationships, unhealthy relationships with with food or dieting, unhealthy relationships with finances, whatever it is, being aware and saying, you know what? I want to change some things. Mental health awareness is making sure you eat, making sure you shower, making sure you rest, saying no when you need to, and yes when you have to. So all this month, I'm going to be focusing on things directly. Well, you're like, Dr. Vivid, your whole podcast (laughs) is centered around mental health and wellness. But we're going to be focusing on things that you may know, you may not know, and things that you need to know and need to be reminded of in order to live a better life and achieve a better quality of life. One of those big things is admitting that sometimes we can't do it all. How many things do you have on your plate right now? Your job, projects, any hobbies, kids, relationships, What does your day-to-day look like? What's your schedule look like right now? Are you filling your plate without being able to consume any of it on a regular basis? Do you have so many things on your plate, so many things on your schedule that you get anxious or feel sick or frustrated when it comes to thinking about how you're gonna get it all done, how you're gonna knock it all out. 
Are you saying yes to a bunch of things that you know you can't juggle? Let's focus on clearing our plates. So many times we take on things that don't belong to us. You know, I'm big on not stealing things. Don't take things that belong to others because you feel like you can handle it or you got room. You are not a storage facility for emotional labor, physical labor. You don't have to hold on to all these tasks for all these people. What's a good day, a good week, a doable, stress-free week look like? Think about that. And then think about what a manageable mildly stressful, but very tolerable, you know, stress. We talk about positive stress and negative stress, like anticipatory stress. Oh, I I got this presentation I'm excited for, this deadline that's coming up, but it's for a big opportunity, this trip that's coming up, proms, graduations, birthdays, dates, romance. Think about the things that you have scheduled related to those things that are good sources of anticipatory anxiety and manageable stressors. And then think about those things that are very heavy, the deadlines that are not so friendly, (laughs) the projects that are a little bit heavy. Did you say that you would pick this person up and take this person there and then you realize, I don't know if I have the space? Are you promising yourself to multiple people? (laughs) Are you having to leave events early to make other events on a regular basis? I'm going to need y'all to clear some of these things off of your plate. You can't be everything to everybody because then you lose yourself. Who are you to you? Who are you to you? Now, you're going to have to turn down some things. You're going to have to say no. You're going to have to say, I can't get to that right now. That's not doable. Or that's going to stress me out. That's too much in one week. That's too much in one day. Don't be afraid to say, I don't need to do all of these things. Or I can't show up for all of these things. I can't be in 50 places in one day. And I know because I scroll Issa Rae's internet and I'm on social media on multiple different platforms and I'm seeing how many of you are talking about how exhausted you are because you have been so excited um, for a lot of the world opening back up that you are trying to just live multiple lives (laughs) at once. You're brunching, you're lunching, you're dinnering, you're dating, you're tripping this way. You're going on this excursion. You're booking this flight. You're back to work on this day and then you're doing it all over again. And you're like, I just came off a vacation and I'm so exhausted because you're trying to do it all. I think the pandemic also made people fearful that their freedom would be snatched away from them at any time. And when things started opening up, everybody was like, "Mm -mm, let me do this before I don't have the ability to do it again. 
And I get that. I get it. However, grind, 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 go, go, go. Appearance, appearance, appearance. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. You can't be everything to everyone. You can't be in every place all the time. It's impossible. It's impossible. And again, for those of you who are stacking your plates and stacking your to-do lists, your agendas, your schedules, my love, are you being productive or are you just being busy? Two different things. Are you getting things done? Are you enjoying the things, the experiences? Are you enjoying the things that you're adding to your plate? Or they're just there? Life is meant to live. Not to just be a set of days, minutes, hours, seconds, years, decades that we exist in different places, in different periods in time, and we have nothing to show for them. That's not what life is. That's not living. That's existing while other things are going on around you. So, if you feel like your plate is too full, this is your reminder. You can't eat all that. So go ahead and take some of it off, put it back. Go ahead and tell them, no, oh, no, no, thank you for including me. Thank you for thanking me of me, but I can't. Go ahead and say no to a few tasks. Go ahead and look at your schedule, really, and see how many of those things are beneficial, what's of importance, and why is it important? Why is it so important? Is it really that important? Rearrange your schedule so that you can actually get the most out of the life you deserve to live. All right, guys, let's get to the rest of the episode. Oh, well, well, where you been? Because it's time for well, mail. Hey, because it's time. For well, mail. <laughs> this is the part of the episode where I head to the social media and inbox streets and I answer questions or talk about things that you have sent me because they're on your heart and your mind, your spirit. And today's well, mail, you know, you know where I'm at, baby. We in the TikTok streets. And one of our lovely TikTok innovators wants to know, how do you navigate grief when the person who has passed away wasn't the best person to you while they were here on earth? How do you navigate grief when someone has created so much chaos or so much disorganization or hurt you, cause so much pain, and now suddenly they're not here. A lot of people um, don't realize 
how complex grief is. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. It's not black and white. It's not cut and dry. You know, one, it's a cycle. It's not in a straight line. There's no time limit for grief. I'm going to tell you that right now again and again and again and again. There's no time limit and grief looks different on everyone, especially their cultural and individual differences. When it comes to saying goodbye or understanding that death has removed someone that hurt you, there are multiple things at work. And I think in the question, people were, I wasn't expecting to feel this level of grief. And the thing about navigating relationships that are, aren't the best or abusive or just not healthy, you have to understand that in the grief, you're not necessarily focused on the person You're focused on the fact that there is no time for resolution. You're sad or you're frustrated, you're upset, you're confused by their absence because this means that I won't get the closure. This means that I won't get the resolution. This means that there isn't more time to see if they'll change, they'll evolve, they'll come around. We won't make amends. They won't see how much I've grown despite how they hurt me. Or I won't get to say the things that I needed to say now that I held off on saying for so long, whether it be because of my emotional safety or um, literal physical proximity they may not have lived close or it's been years since I've seen them and now I'm deprived of my moment to really get a lot off my chest and also we grieve the idea of what could have been now you're gone and this is the amount of time that you had on earth and that entire time we could have used that to be so much better. You could have used that to get to know me, to not hurt me, to live a different life. It could have all been so different and now we will never know. You're human. You're allowed to feel sympathy or empathy for people who hurt you, for people who misunderstood you, for people who didn't treat you the way you deserve to be treated. And that doesn't make you crazy. That doesn't make you weak. No, 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 no. It doesn't make you gullible. It makes you a person that is capable of feeling on a very pure level. And not everybody's able to do that. So to you, I say, understand that This grief, this heaviness is due again to a bunch of complex emotions working through you at once. You have the right to be angry. You have the right to be sad. And you also have the right to be indifferent. There are a lot of things that went on that weren't in your control that this person contributed to. And... 
in their absence, I want you to take those lessons, whether they be lessons in love or lessons in pain, and use them to pursue better relationships. Use those lessons and those memories and those experiences those flashbacks of things that have come up because of your grief. Use those to inform your decisions about how you treat yourself and how you treat other people. Use every breath that you have left to be the best version of yourself that you can be at any given time. And also understand that We can love people that hurt us like people that hurt us. We just don't have to be connected to them in a way that will continue to hurt us. I hope that helps you. Grief looks different on everyone. Don't let anyone tell you you're crazy for grieving the way you do. Take it one moment at a time, one day at a time. And understand that even though they're gone and you're here wrestling with these emotions, it doesn't mean that they've never had to wrestle with what they've done. And you may never know how they process that. And you may never know if they regret things, if they felt guilty about some things, or if they were completely naive, nonchalant, just like, I don't care. But what you do know is that your interaction in life with that person made you the person that you are, made you uh, see relationships differently. And now that you know the power that one person can have on your life, make sure you use that power in your own life very wisely in other people's lives. Very wisely. Let's get on with the rest of the episode. What's been giving me joy? What's been helping me process? Helping me reflect? What's been feeding my spirit? What's been on my playlist? And a chance for you to know what I'm listening to while I'm doing notes, while I'm driving around in my car with my kids. (laughs) So, so many things, so much music has been released since the end of the last episode. So... Oh my gosh, Alex Isley and Jack Dine dropped Marigold. This project is amazing. 
Alex Isley is mm, the way baby's voice is floating on each of these tracks is it, it, it's I have no words you hear me stumbling over myself the first track on the album the first track on this project is such a thing and when I tell you that is on repeat in my home in my car every day it's such a beautiful song um i love i love 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 that song also oh my gosh let's just go through this whole project such a thing too bad i forget love again Ugh. square zero under the moon without on and on Still Wonder, which is with Robert Glasper and 105. It's, it's when Alex Isley and Jack Dine get together, baby, it's a thing. It's a thing. Also, Lotto released 777. You know, hit the Lotto. <laughs> I love Lotto. I've loved her since I saw her on the rap game years ago. It was just something about her. Even then as a 15, 16 year old, you just, you just could see the hunger and the passion. I love that she's winning now. Sunshine with Lil Wayne and Childish Gambino, a bop. I also love, of course, Big Energy, Wheelie with 21 Savage is given. Is given is my song. Is given. Stepper with Nardo Wick. That's also one of my songs. Seven 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 Part One and Part Two. Love, 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 love. She's doing her thing on this album. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, folks, saints and ain'ts, Chloe. Chloe came out here and dropped "Treat Me." and dropped the visual for Treat Me and snatched every edge off of my head. She snatched the wig, she snatched the cap, she snatched the braid, she snatched everything. That girl is talented. Chloe and Hallie together is magnificent. I'm so excited to see what they're doing on their own as individual artists. And she recently was on the Terrell show. Shout out to Terrell Grice, one of my favorite YouTubers in the whole universe. And she was talking about her process and how the industry really works and things that she did not know. And this, that one, we gotta support her and protect her at all costs. Because not only is she a performer, an artist, she's a producer, she has a creative direction. She has that eye. And as a black woman, we don't see that get supported. We don't see that get applauded enough. So shout out to Chloe. And also shout out to her for reminding us to remind people to treat me like I treat me. I tell you all the time, you are a role model for the world and how to treat you. You show people how to love you. And Chloe, my girl, <laughs> reminded us all that.
with some bomb ass visuals. All right, y'all, let's get to the rest of the show. Y'all, it is time to DIY. Do it yourself. This is the part of the episode where we talk about stress relief, coping skills, coping strategies, things to keep us sane, (laughs) whether it's between therapy appointments or just dealing with life stressors. Speaking of stressor, why is my cat scratching herself so aggressively? Ma'am, I'm doing a podcast. (laughs) But I wanted to talk to you about taking time to escape. Yes, getting away. Whether that be a vacation out of the country out of the state, whether that be a staycation to a hotel or a friend's house that has an extra room or some space, whether that be camping on your balcony, in your backyard, sunning, chilling on a hammock, chilling on a towel in the basement. Finding some time that's just for you to escape. It doesn't have to be expensive. If you can plan that that trip and hop to an island or another country, you do it. If that's not in the cards, if that's not what your bank account looks like, can you plan an hour or two on an evening or early morning where you are just focused on you somewhere else in the house away from other people? Like I said, is it a backyard? Is it a balcony? Is it a terrace? Is it an attic? Is it a basement? Is it a hotel? If you're not around hotels, is it a motel? (laughs) Is it a day hike, a day trip, a day drive? Do something that's a positive escape away, a getaway from all the things that stack up on your plate. Can you commit an hour to yourself? I dare you. I dare you to plan this month to spend at least an hour with yourself doing something that's not work-related, that's not kid-related, spouse-related, family-related. That's just you. Go on that hike. Go to the beach. Go climb a tree. Go smell some flowers. Go take yourself on a day-long date. Go on a beautiful drive, driving around all the places that clear your mind. I know gas is high, so don't don't turn your face up on me because I'm driving around. Get a bike then. <laughs> get a scooter. Get a skateboard. Use the feet. Use your, you, Use something. Do something for you because you deserve it. And sometimes we don't all have the privilege of spending hundreds of dollars on a plane ticket, on a train ticket. But we do have the ability to grab some minutes, some moments for ourselves. Because that is self-care. And self-care is a part 
of your mental health arsenal. It's in the toolbox. So tell me how you're going to plan your escape. And don't tell me my little escape, uh uh-uh, we're not going to say big or small. Your getaway is a getaway is a getaway. Show me some pictures. Y'all love to tag me. (laughs) Welcome to the cool down. This is a part of the episode where we focus on mindfulness, body awareness, breathing, and most importantly, we're taking time to focus on you. Now, I am going to be walking you through some breathing and visualization. During this time, I may ask you to take deep breaths, imagine certain things. I'm going to even ask you to close your eyes. Now, if you're not in a safe place, free from distraction, where you can follow along right now, It's okay. This is a podcast. You can stop, pause, and come back to me later when the time is right. Let's take a moment to prepare ourselves. All right. Let's start with a deep breath in. you to imagine that you're outside in a place that feels right for you. Is it a beach? Is it a field? Is it a playground? Is it a park? Are you in the mountains? Are you by a river, a lake, a creek, a pond? Are you in a backyard from your childhood that made you feel safe? Or even on that playground from elementary school with your favorite slide? I want you to imagine that you are in your favorite outdoor place. The weather is perfect. that thing be 
made you giggle. There's someone walking up to you. It's little you, past you, child you, thanking you for taking a moment to get back to something that brings you joy, that brings you happiness, that shows you peace. smiling at you. Do you want to smile back at them? Do you want to give them a hug? Hold their hand? Or maybe you can take some time to play together. Spend time with them, little you. Enjoy that joy together. How does that make you feel? How does this play date make your body feel? How does it make your spirit feel? to remember this place, this space, and remind yourself that you can meet little you here anytime that you need to. Don't say goodbye, but let them know you'll see them later. They're thanking you for this moment.
roll your head around, and this time as you're rolling, take some control, deep breaths in, and let it out. I want you to pick your shoulders up, like you're making them touch your ears, take a deep breath in, let it out. of the first episode of season two of Vividly Speaking with Dr. Vivid. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Boom, 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 boom. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys for joining me. I missed you so much. I cannot wait to show you what I have up my sleeve for this season. Of course, there's so many surprises. There's some cool guests coming and there's some amazing announcements. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for coming and seeking me out. You're like, where the episodes at, girl? Where you coming back? That makes me just, oh, not me tearing up. That makes me feel so great that you guys are receptive of the way I am trying to spread the good word about mental health and wellness, making it relatable, consumable, and just a little bit lighter and a lot of bit normal. I can't wait to see you guys for the next week's episode. I can't wait. I, it's, I Oh my goodness. I just can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I have so many surprises. Oh, I just want to tell y'all now. Oh, and I want to take this time to shout out because by the time this episode airs, it will be done. Happy ninth birthday to my first member of the girl squad, my oldest daughter, Erin. Love you. And we're going to end episodes a little bit different this season. Last season. We were doing it like it's our B-Day. This season, I want you to ask yourself, is this on Reebok or Sunai? Is the Reebok or Sunai? Or Sunai? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See y'all next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>